Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. And I'm Father Dave. Hey, Father Dave, how you doing? I'm good. Where are you? Ah, I will give you some hints. This is one of the rare moments that you don't actually know where I am. It could be uh, Colorado. Well, it, it, by noticing the rustic picture over my shoulder, perhaps, uh, I am in Texas. Okay, okay. A major yeah. city in Texas with a, a basketball team that's won many championships and yet doesn't it's seem to get enough attention. San Antonio. That's right. I am in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. I'm on the Riverwalk, which yeah. is quite lovely. I, uh, I was in Spokane this weekend. Shout out to all the men at the men's conference that I got to speak at in Spokane. And now I am in Texas. Uh, I'm heading later today to a Young Life camp and I'm spending the week not the whole week, but a few days of the week with Young Life leaders talking about how evangelicals and Catholics can do ministry together. I'm super psyched about it. It's one of my That's cool. one of my favorite things to do each year. Are you going to any of the missions in San Antonio? Well, you know, I, I literally flew in here yesterday because the camp's about an hour and a half away. So I got in okay. last night. Uh, after we finish recording, I'm probably going to get in a car and head out to the Young Life camp. So sadly, I'm not going to get to spend much time in beautiful San Antonio, though I have before, and yeah, it's an incredibly yeah, I like gorgeous San place. I yeah, like San yeah, yeah, it's a great vibe. Have yeah. you spent much time down here? Uh, yeah, I have. When I was on net a long time ago, uh, I spent about three weeks there, and I've probably mm. spoken or done things you know, eight or ten times over the years. Have you been? Yeah. Have you been to the Alamo? I have. Have you been basement. to the basement? Nice. And the basement. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs to check out the basement of the Alamo. It's one of its yes, great features. Yes, we do. Yes, yes we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Are you no, choking? So, Are you okay? I am. I'm fine. You know was something? That, this was is, that supposed this, to be an impersonation of something? Was that Yoda? No. Huh. <laughs> this morning has not been the way I thought it was going to turn out to be. Oh, tell me more about that. Well, I um, so last night I needed to uh, make a reservation to rent a car and put in all the information, and it says. Wait, where are you? Are you in Steubenville? I didn't I ask am, where you I were. Am. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm home. Yeah, I'm home. I'm in the I'm in the friary right now. I should have noticed by the plain blank the white nice. wall is, behind this you. This is what my wall looks like in the friary. So Dude, that's my, my I want to let you know. I actually I literally rearranged this desk and the lighting so I didn't stare at my bed. I spent so much time trying to frame the shot, and I don't know why I bother because then there's you, and you just kind of well, lean up against a wall. I don't. That's all I've got in my room. I mean, well, I the audio listeners else. can't appreciate how hard I work. To make yeah. at least my side of the screen look quasi-engaging. There you go. So so be it. Oh, speaking of that, I should talk about my what happened to my face. But I want you to finish with your. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. So your, uh, your go morning. to go to reserve a car yesterday, and it said your driver's license is expired. Dope. Yeah, dope. Ro ro. So I had to get a renew my driver's license. So I always love going to the DMV. So I went in there this morning, early this morning, and mm -hmm. I get in line, and everything was perfect. You know, it was, what, a, it was efficient. a shout out to Ohio BMV. It's I a know, BMV honestly. in Ohio. They are fantastic, or at least the folks in Steubenville. It 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 breaks every stereotype that you would think of. Them. It's, it's it's really um, funny you say that because it's the second time I had to do it three years ago. Although this time they gave me an option for an eight-year driver's license, which I exercised. Yeah, but, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, everything about it was efficient. I didn't wait 30 seconds. They welcomed me. All the information was bum, bum, bum. I was out of there in 10 minutes. So you yeah, cleared so, your whole morning to do this, and then you found yourself well, at actually, I was time. supposed I was supposed to be out of town. Uh, it's, oh. it's kind of a weird thing. I was supposed to be on the road uh, today, actually most of this week. Okay. And 
I'm not. So it's kind of a weird schedule that I actually have right now. So now, can you say nice. where you're supposed to be, or is it like shrouded in secrecy? It's shrouded in secrecy. Nice. Yeah. So the only the only traveling I've got going on this week is uh, to New York City to do some filming. I think we should. We're real close to being done with the filming for the new series on the father, Big Daddy. Uh, yep. Yep. So that's the only travel I've got going on this week, which is actually really nice. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. yeah I uh, So I was in Spokane this weekend. Uh, I A few weeks ago, I got a call from a friend of mine, good friend of mine, who is in the Diocese of Spokane, and uh, they needed, I guess one of their men's conference speakers uh, wasn't able to join them. So I, uh, knowing I was doing this Texas trip, I said, okay, I'll tag on a day. So I was up in Spokane, about 175 guys. Uh, men who loved the Lord. Uh, it was it was it was really wonderful. I awesome. I have kind of a funny experience at men's conferences. I don't do a lot of them. You know, sometimes they can get kind of, um, hey, right, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. like like men. There's a battle. We got to kill brave people. Heart. You know, everything's yeah, brave everything's braveheart. Yeah. And um, that might it might surprise you to hear that's not my normal speaking vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that does so, that does surprise. But me. I was actually really glad, especially for my, this friend of mine who just said, you know, he said, Bob, just talk about strength and gentleness. And I was so happy to kind of dig into that topic. And so were the guys there because, um, you know, even after I gave a talk, one of the men there shared. He said that. You know, you really have to be extremely strong to be gentle. You know, if you're holding like a heavy object and you're putting it on a table and you just kind of drop it down, but if you're like going to slowly put it on a table, it means you've got a lot of strength. And just that idea of a manly strength means that we can be gentle, that we don't have to be a, a stereotypical reaction to what we consider to be a feminist approach to right, right, right. being a man. And uh, it was it was just cool. It was fun to dive into that topic. It was there, was, there was actually a few guys there that I was very intimidated by. They were called Knights on Bikes. Uh, they were like a biker gang of Knights of Columbus people. And nice, nice. I was really worried, like, I wonder how this is gonna go. And they loved it. They were just so gentle, you know, and That's just great. awesome. That's so yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a fun experience. But yeah, I'm a bit what, on the road. And uh, what did they think about your beer? Right. So if you're watching, you see, if you're not watching this video, if you're just listening, you're okay, you're not missing anything. I'll just be honest with you. But if you happen yeah. to be watching the video. So right before I did this travel, I thought I should get myself a haircut. And I go down to my my local barber who asks, do you want me to trim your goatee? And I said, that sounds great. So he starts to do that. And then I hear him go, oops. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of took like a little bit of a bald spot on the chin. And uh, then he tried to blend it out. And uh, I told him, oh, yeah, it looks great, thinking I've got to go home and just shave this thing off. So uh, it's coming back. By the end of the month, I'll be back to my full bearded self. But it's weird. It's, it's hard when it's cold out. I haven't had like no hair on my lip in a while. And uh, it gets a little bit chilly. That's great. I haven't had hair on my head for a long time, so I know. I know. Like... But your beard is looking great. You've been growing that since what, 2016? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, it's we great. have we have all kinds of really <laughs> quick um, cultural things that we need to get to. All right. Yes, we so do. Really quick. Uh, you did not follow the Chinese balloon. Uh, no, I didn't. So I've been tra traveling and doing other stuff, but I found out about. So we there is a balloon that we shot down. 
Yes, that flo- it was, floated over the United States. Yeah, it was a Chinese. Um, they, I mean, some people were saying weather balloon. Some people were saying a spy balloon. But it came in the United States about six days ago. We let it fly over the entire United States. I mean, depending who you're listening to, let it fly over, get all the information they needed and wanted, and then we blew it up as it went over South Carolina. I just uh, wonder what kind of information could it possibly get that it doesn't get out of the TikTok that it is in everybody's phones and yeah yeah no that's that's exactly what some I mean of the it, like have said. like the balloon is like so 1980s surveillance stuff you know yeah, it's like a spy yeah. pen it's like you still use those things so that was that was one thing that was going on um, I assume this was an unmanned balloon. It was an unmanned balloon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Grammys were last night, um, so I'm sure you enjoyed those. I watched about 30 seconds of it, uh, <laughs> and Harry Styles was there, and he was dressed like, looked like a weather balloon. I don't know what he looked okay. like. But it was crazy. Yeah. And I guess um, did he win? Do you even I, know I who be- won? I believe he did win some album or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, did you watch? Yeah, he any won of album the- of the year. Okay. Did you watch any of the Pro Bowl? Uh, I saw some of it at the airport. Horrible. Yeah, that's what I Horrible. hear. Um, yeah, myself and one of the friars, Father Danny, watched about eleven minutes, and it was just awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that that gets us up to date, with the exception. Well, and also, of, we it, want to throw prayers out to right exactly uh, with the exception uh, of that. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't heard, well, you probably by now because we drop on Wednesday, but the earthquake in, was in Turkey and Syria. Is that kind of right, the, right, right. the place? And right. then over 2,000 people have estimated died so far. Maybe by the time you hear this podcast, uh, even more. Uh, yeah, just our hearts and prayers go out to those uh, those workers that are there, all the humanitarian aid that is rushing to that area of the country. Uh, yeah, the videos may, are may just... May God be with them. They're just awful. They're just awful. Yeah, yeah it's such a scary... I mean, the the whole being out of control, it's just, it's really awful. So, yeah, keep them right. in your prayers. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't we, uh, there's no gracious way to do it, so we'll just swing right into our Franciscan promo. Cue the music. You know, Father Dave, today we have so many ways to connect with people, and yet we often experienced isolation and loneliness instead. So how can we create meaningful connections with those around us? The answer, the internet. No, it's not. Actually, Father Dave recently answered this question in a video for the Catholic platform Edify. And in the video, Father Dave talks about how we can live in radical friendship just as Jesus did. To watch Father Dave's Edify video, you can visit franciscan.edu slash edify. That's franciscan.edu slash edify. And Edify is some pretty cool, fun videos uh, that are on there. So I'm really glad to see you're uh, getting involved in that. When they approached me about it, I said, all right, this is a topic that I think is interesting. Um, You know, I love the text, and I think it's in Syriac, maybe two uh, a faithful friend is a sure of shelter, and he who finds one has found a, found a rare treasure. And mm. and I just, you know, I'm we're, we're going through all kinds of discussions and planning and stuff at the university, and I'm just more and more convinced. And everybody's talking about, you know, that the new age is is more online and more. But I mean, I think <laughs> to have the students here together 
in yes. relationship, in community, you know, with one another, but also with the professors. It's just, we, we need that contact. We need the, the relationships with one another. So it, it was a topic that I thought was just really important. I mean, people have, you know, tens of thousands of quote unquote friends, but uh, who are we really talking with? Who are we really sharing our life with? Who are we being vulnerable with? Um, yeah, it's just, it, I think it's a really important topic right now. And I would say just partly because I just came off a men's conference, you know, for, for guys, I think that's a really important theme as well. Like, who are we being vulnerable with? You know, there are stereotypes of masculinity that says, you know, it's really about going in the forest with, you know, a knife and a canteen and, and nothing and nobody else. And if you've got a problem, you just got to shoulder it yourself. You know, and buck out camper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to be strong. Don't show weakness. And, you know, which again, I would say is not the kind of manliness that Jesus showed us. I mean, we see Jesus in the Gospels. Um, one of the first things he does is he reaches out to friends. You know, he builds, he builds a community of people and relationships who he can pour himself into. I, I love that line in the beginning of John 13, um, you know, right before the Last Supper. It says, you know, he loved those who were his own and he loved them to the end, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, like a real, you know, he wasn't just a, a teacher, you know, set in the sense of like, just separate, all you are are my students, we have no relation with each other, but um, there was that real, that was that real friendship that was present. And I think it's something we're all longing for, but the culture gives us very few real examples of it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting too, because if you pay attention to the scriptures, you see that, you know, that Jesus obviously had his 12, but then they also had other there was a larger group you have the 72 that he had relationship with and but then there was also the peter james and john so you can even see in jesus's own relationship that there were a couple of people that were quote unquote even closer than the 12 and i just think that honestly i think part of the problem is and this is horrible to say is people just think they're too busy i mean the reality mm -hmm. is 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 authentic friendship does take time it, it takes time about being present it takes time about listening it takes time about just going and doing something you know um and people they prioritize a bunch of other things and that's not to say that they aren't important other things you know aren't important as well but when they take a look at priorities how many people actually prioritize friendship and, and the fostering of friendship and you know, I just think in my own life, you know, our relationship, Bob, but then other, a couple of other relationships that I've had that have been such a deep, profound blessing. And, and, and honestly, a lot of them, it's brotherhood. You know, I've got yeah. some wonderful friends that are females, but, you know, the, the, the brothers that have walked with me and that have journeyed with me, that know me, that, you know, how are you doing, Dave? And it's like, well, and then they are you know cut it you know it's it's just it's a great blessing in my life it really is you know you mentioned online education and um you know i'm i'm the director of a master's program in online uh catechetics and evangelization as some of you listening know and some of you listening are in it which is awesome and i love um online education particularly on the graduate level yes yes i um, agree you know because in those instances, many of those people have their own community, they're involved in their parishes or in their diocese and stuff. But you're absolutely right. Like I think when you get to college, and I would say especially younger kids, you know, what we've seen coming out of this COVID year wasn't just a lack of learning in schools, but it was 
like a whole year of a lack of just human formation of right. building friendships and um, there's a way that again the internet's a tool right like there's positive ways that an inter the internet can like supplement some areas of our life and information and connectivity in you know with people far away but there's nothing that replaces um, yep. the touch you know like being with somebody and in fact right, even right. if you have a good relationship with somebody you know who maybe moved away it's because of those personal relationships that you develop that you're able in a sense to keep that going I think at least for most people right right and I think one of the number one things is is just intentionality I remember it was a great story one of our students uh, she was here first semester going into the second part of the second semester and she said she went to the chapel and she said uh, I need different friends and she just mm -hmm. kind of she she saw that that some of the relationships she had were, were not authentic. It wasn't honest. It wasn't focused on the Lord. It wasn't focused on you know deepening friendship. And she literally said done, and then started again, and and then developed some really wonderful wonderful friendships. So that there there was a real intentionality. So you know the people are listening that that it takes intentionality. It makes a decision that says okay, I really. I do need friendship. It's something that is is important in my life. Some people lacking, some people not. Praise God if it's not lacking. But if it is lacking, you know, being able to pray, Lord, send me people in my life that I can relate mm -hmm. and stepping out, you know, so I can't just be, you know, if somebody comes across my, you know, path, but there has to be some um, intention on the individual as well. And that's why I think it's great to go uh, specifically to like Catholic events, for example. Like I know... Um, you know, over the years, I always seem a couple times a year to be given a theology on tap talk somewhere, yeah, for yeah. example. And uh, even those those aren't as popular as they were, you know, five or ten years ago. Still, just that idea of you know intentionally building friendships and intentionally building community. I think when we're younger, so many of our friendships happen just by default, right? You know, they're the kids that live down the street. They're the kids that go to your grammar school. Uh, they're the kids that go to your high school. They're the kids that are on your team. I always enjoyed um, seeing the kind of relationships that would get built in Catholic youth ministry because they always broke the barriers of things. You know, it wasn't just the soccer team hangs out and the gymnasts hang out and the chess, you know, like all these groups that right, they normally right, fall right, into. Right. You really get this interesting blend of freshman to senior lots of activities, lots of different places, even depending on where your parish has different schools, you know, coming together. And, but, but again, that's something that is beautiful when the church can provide those opportunities of, of building community. And I think we can do better with that as Catholics. I don't think, I think we often think that community is more by default than by design. And I think the really active parishes and dioceses are ones that you know, just try to foster community, foster friendships, foster like-minded people getting together uh, to celebrate things in common and to allow people to make new friends, you know, to, to have those just, opportunities to do that. What about as a married person, you know, friends, I, I mean, you obviously have friends that are not just your and Jen's friends, but you've got, quote unquote, your friends too. How, right. do, you manage, how do you manage that to just saying, you know, I need to get away with quote-unquote my friends I mean what does that you know look what like? my wife is spectacular about this and I and I it's actually one of the things I love most about her gosh I love so much about her but one thing that she is great with is 
you need to get out and hang out with your guy friends. Because I'm just, you know, you know this, Dave, but others might not. I'm actually an introvert. Like, I, sitting in a quiet room is just a delightful experience for me. But it's not always the healthy. I need, I need it sometimes in my life, but then sometimes I need her to be like, you know, call call up your friend Mike and go for a beer or just text some yeah, friends and see yeah. if you can go out. And she's like the most social person. And in some ways she does it because she is great with her own group of friends. And so right, right. Uh, she loves spending time with her friends. She encourages me to spend time with my friends. And then sometimes we do things together. But I think, sure. you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I think in marriage, sometimes we get we get a little trapped into thinking, oh, well, all my friendships need to be couples and need to be connected with that and maybe for some people that works I mean maybe sometimes and I can think of maybe a few couples that like Jenny loves the wife as much as I love the husband you know of that group mm-hmm. um, but then for a lot of it it's you know just going to Bennigan's and hanging out with guys mm-hmm. and uh, you know having a beer and and you know having good conversations but even then I would say you know even as I think of that the challenge is not to keep it superficial you know it's so easy to talk about sports especially when you love sports um, but then I think to myself, do I really know this person? And mm-hmm. are you willing to be courageous enough to share, you know, a little bit yeah. to be vulnerable? I mean, those are the those are the important true. moments of friendship. That, that's true. But the other thing is, and I'm going to play the other side of that, is hmm. sometimes, well, I've just seen sometimes feel, people feel like they have to do that whenever they're with somebody. And it's like, it's oh, not yeah, natural. Extreme. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's <laughs> yeah. just not natural. So, you know, sometimes just getting together and having a beer and... and just chatting about whatever is is good as well. I mean, they have to go together, but that's cool. Now, I remember when I was in formation, a young novice, uh, one of my sports directors gave me advice. It was really good because a danger, honestly, within religious life is we don't have any real relationships outside of the community because in, in many ways, the, the type of life that I live is so radically different than, than yours or other people. And uh, he shared with me it's really important to have relationships with people outside because it helps keeps us grounded mm. uh, helps us remember you know the vocation that we've chosen like I love coming to your home Bob although it's changed recently which but honestly years ago in the past when I would go in there all the kids were were small and they were screaming and I love to visit, but I always like, oh my gosh, I, I, I am in the right place. I am in the right place. But now you said it's changed recently. Is that for the better? Yeah, it's actually, it's been really, really sweet. Uh, you know, I just think of, you know, even Colby, uh, watching yeah. Colby grow. He's my godson too, but watching him grow up. And now when I see Colby, it's much more, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. So watching the kids grow up and being, even even all of them, you know, when I yeah. go over there, we I now have a history with them as well. So, yeah, Eliana's good. Eliana and you make fun of each other. And they'll they'll razz me about something or one or the other. So, but yeah, so all of this is to say relationships are such a blessing and a grace, and the Lord wants to be able to, to provide that for us. Amen. Well, you know, everybody listening, just check out uh, franciscan.edu slash edify. Uh, Father Dave's got a video on that to talk more about that. Uh, and I know you have a few other videos on that platform too, so that's that's really, really fun. Cool, cool. Hey, speaking of videos and stuff, uh, just a shout out, thank you to everybody who's been supporting uh, the Kickstarter project that I launched last week. Uh, myself and the Brewer sisters are putting an album together about the Liturgy of the Hours called The Hours. Uh, just released a video for that on Monday of an incredible song that Anna sings. We'll be 
Uh, as we have been each week, I'll be throwing another song at the end of this particular podcast so you can keep getting a taste of it. But we're almost at 50% of being That's funded, great. at least on the lowest level of being funded. And I just can't tell you how grateful I am to all of you for doing that and spreading the words. And Dave, you even donated. And I was really, that was just very sweet of you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I think, yeah, first off, I think to have that out there is a great blessing. Um, so anyway, I can help. And the other fun thing that's going on, you know, check out. Oh, I won't, it, it just means the next time we go out, you're buying the beer. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Hey, if you haven't, check out my website, deaconbobrice.com. I've been very media busy, not only with videos for this, but I've been doing uh, a really fun podcast speaking with deacons, with Deacon Mike Walker. And we've been going over uh, Father Mike Scanlon's book, What Does God Want? And uh, he asks five different questions about discernment. And it's really cool. And I would say even if, you know, you're not a deacon, it's totally fascinating right, stuff. Right, and right, it's right, really, right, right. really helpful. You know, Father Dave, one of the things that I was able to include in uh, the video is we found an audio talk of Father Mike about that subject. So I oh, really? spliced it into the podcast. And so many people have just said, man, it's so good to hear Father Mike's voice again. That's funny. Um, That's funny. Which is very, very cool. So anyway, deaconbobrice.com. All that stuff is there. You can check that out, and that would be cool. Great. You know, it's two weeks from today. Lent, the worst season of the liturgical year. The best season. I can't Dude, wait. Dude, it's horrible. In fact, in fact, we should start early. Let's just start early. No. So, no, I'm going to like so, party. Like every day is Fat Tuesday until yeah, Ash no, Wednesday. That's, that's not a bad, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. So it, Bobby and I were talking a little bit about uh, how we want to handle Lent this year. Um, and we're going to ignore think, it. We're just going to totally think, ignore it. Yeah, that's right. I think you and I are both of the attitude. Um, it's not minimalistic. It's, it's simple. Yes. Like we, you know, I think sometimes that we complicate life we complicate seasons and so i thought is really simply what we'd like to do is uh, walk through the gospels during lent so our, our thought is is we'd spend some time at the end of each at the last section of each podcast uh, go over the sunday gospels so it would be the sunday when you're listening to it that was the previous sunday and we'd just go and spend some time reflecting and we would invite so like on that like, wednesday we'll talk about the upcoming sunday no we talk about the past sunday or should we do upcoming or past? What do you think? I think we should do upcoming. Let's do upcoming. Okay. Okay. Well, that way that you can All hear right. the podcast and kind of have a mindset for that when you go okay. to Mass. For, for those okay. of you that okay. stay in time with episodes. Let's do that. Okay. All right. We'll do that then. And and we invite you. There's all kinds of ways to find the gospel. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Magnificat, Word Among Us, USCCB, um, iBrevery, or iMissile, or whatever it is. So we just invite, again, really simply to... Uh, take a look at the scriptures on Sunday. We'll, we'll pray through them, just share a little bit about them, maybe a little bit of background to them uh, that will help you be able to pray during during uh, Lent. Some reasonable? Yeah, the, yeah, the church you know, really explains herself best through the liturgy, and particularly uh, in these times of liturgical seasons. So, you know, diving into these scriptures, and you never get to the bottom of them. I mean, that's what's so beautiful about the the scriptures that are used in the liturgy, just the scriptures in in general. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even if they're stories that we've heard a hundred times before as Catholics, um, God always has something special to say. So Father Dave and I are really excited to just try to unpack those scriptures and hopefully really get into that 
this penitential season, uh, a season of preparation, uh, a season that is a season of hope. I think that's what's, uh, you know, the thing that's most exciting about Lent is it's not, you know, despair, it's just suffering. Uh, it, there's an anticipata- anticipation? anticipation yeah. about uh, why we are sacrificing, why we are praying. And I agree, Father Dave, you and I are of, are of the same mind. I think sometimes I love to quote, um, you know, what the devil can't stop, he accelerates. And so the mm. devil would love us to have no fasting in our life. But when we say, I think I will fast, then then the next temptation is to say, well, you should fast from everything and this, that, and right, the other right, stuff. Right. Exactly. And you last like three days and then it becomes like a, a drudgery. I mean, the devil would love, love it if you fasted from so many things during Lent that you just hated life <laughs> and, there, yeah. and therefore kind of hated God because of it. And I know I joke about like not liking the season of Lent, but uh, truth be told, it's really about being a cheerful giver. And even as you're thinking about it two weeks from now, I would say what are little consistent things that you can do in your life that, you know, you can give up that it would be a reminder of God's love. It would be a sacrifice, but it wouldn't be, um, you know, just this Herculean effort, you know, that you're going to find yourself a couple weeks into it just cursing <laughs> and right, being right, upset right, with. Right, right. Maybe I'm projecting some of my own Lenten experiences. I have a tendency to go to the extreme, and this may be I would why, have a tendency to do that. Lent, it but... might be. I mean, I think we're. I think we're having a breakthrough in group. This is the vulnerability of friendship, Father Dave, that we're actually we're, we're modeling on, we're on, right we're on now. No, something. I used to when I, especially when I was at Franciscan, and I was surrounded by other very excited and zealous Catholics. I mean, it was almost. I'm not going to breathe for Lent. You know, it's right, just right. it was just some of that stuff. And then again, my experience was like, I'm just so miserable all the time. And the Lord, you know, I think I think that the downside of fasting is we can fall into a temptation, which really I think hides in all of our hearts on one level or another that I'm going to earn my salvation. Right. You know that you know God did so much for me. I'm going to do so much for Him, and that's yeah. And no, that's not you, what fasting is about. It's going to be a good Lent because I'm going to do a lot of things. You know, that's right. right. We, we'll talk more about it as, as we go along because there, there's just there's a beauty to seasons. There's a beauty that mm-hmm. that we begin something, we're going to walk through it, and it's actually going to have an ending. And there's something very good about that process and that journey. And, and Lent invites us to that. So, yeah, I look again. We're two weeks away, but I look forward to it. But that's not. Uh, um, People can start thinking about it and praying about it. What What's the sense of what God is inviting you to? Uh, what might he have in store for your Lent? So just invite you to start thinking about that. And and again, you know, I'm also thinking of this podcast I'm doing about, you know, Father Mike's book. You know, what does God want? You know, like there's a lot of good ideas, but then there's God ideas. And those yeah. can only be discovered in the context of prayer. And so... You know, as you're thinking about Lent coming up, and you might have a long list of things that you'd give up. Uh, sometimes I think we use the grace of Lent. I know I've done this, and this is okay to like kind of give up stuff we know we probably have been doing too much of or too little of. Um, but it's that, you know, maybe just asking the Lord surprise me. You know, like as opposed to maybe the the kind of cycle of fasting I've done. Maybe I've done the same thing every Lent, or maybe every couple years I do this, I do this, I do this. Maybe just coming to the Lord in prayer and saying, Lord, like, so what do you want yeah, me to do? And and allow him good. to, it might be something simple. It might be something new, but just let him surprise you 
in doing that. And uh, that'll Sounds be a real great. blessing. Yeah. Sounds great. And uh, finally, for those people who are freaking out that you didn't realize Lent is uh, two weeks away, hang in there. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> so, Heavenly Father, we just ask your blessing and your grace to be upon us. We desire to be faithful to you and to do uh, what you ask of us. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm. Bless our friendships. Uh, for those of you who are struggling in that area, Lord, that you know their heart and you would uh, bring to them men and women that can befriend and allow them to be friends to one another. We also again pray for the people in Turkey and Syria who have lost loved ones, Lord, that you'd be their peace. Lord, bless us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless you, Bobby. Amen. Thank you, Father Dave. And thank you, everybody, uh, for supporting the Kickstarter album, for the emails that you send. Uh, we're praying for you and for all the intents that you send us. You can always shoot us a request or something you'd like us to talk about at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. Yay! Just to know